Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup was like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we... Uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there, and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans. And uh, with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's uh, that that is true. Um, I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use or the podcast uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh, with uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify, and, and this is uh, this is a great way to get started if you if you have ever thought about starting a podcast. This is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <coughs> Best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or you can go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast, or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify Podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to Spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. for the working cowboy yeah we're back we're back we had a i might put the I, i'm pretty sure all that shit show that happened earlier recorded um and so i might just go ahead and put that in at first and and because it depends on how funny it is because i was i was like motherfucker what the fuck is going on over here um anyway uh Tommy I think uh I think dropped out on us. Um he's on the East Coast and I think he uh I think he got off of work and had himself a good time early. <laughs> and I think I think I think he did. It kind of sounded like he did when I talked to him earlier. 
Yeah, he uh, he was um, he was having a little bit of a tough time putting his thoughts together, and uh, he was. And he he but, was you know, he was he was in repeater mode. So I was like, it was yeah. kind of a it was kind of a good thing that we had technical difficulties, or we might have been on the same point again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll happen to the best of us. It, it will. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tommy's a hell of a good guy, but I, yeah, like I said, he's uh he's three hours ahead of me, so he uh, I, I think he must have got off of work a little early today and and just just tied one on. Good for him. Good for you. You know, it's uh, but oh, anyhow, everybody deserves to tie one on every now and again. I agree. I agree. I uh. I like that uh that hoodie you're wearing. That's uh that's pretty slick. I got my three quarter zip over there somewhere. I'll I'll uh No, there you go. Yeah, they're pretty slick. They're I like them. I like and and your your old lady is the one that drew the design, right? She is, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, she did a good job on that. She did. The only complaints I have about the one I'm wearing right now, it's got no hoodie pocket. Oh no shit. No shit. It's a complete hoodie. It's got the hood and everything, but no, no pocket in the front. So you go, you get used to wearing a hoodie, right? And you go to mm. put shit in, in that pocket and then you just drop it on the ground. You're like, well, fuck me. Yeah. I, uh, that, yeah, I'll say the same thing, but that's like all of those three quarter zips. Like none of them have any fucking pockets in them. I like the design if they would just have some fucking pockets. Yeah. You know, pockets like, are very handy. That's like a, a cowboy go-to. Like I, I base the, I don't, I don't care about the fit of a vest. I want to know how many pockets they are and location. I get. Yeah. And not that pockets are like, everybody's like, Oh, you, you know, pockets are a great thing. Well, I love pockets. My pockets get filled with random shit. Half the time. I mm-hmm. don't even know what's in my pockets, but I like to have them. Yeah, and uh, and if you got the the option, and especially if they're in ideal locations, I mean, it's a game changer. It's, it's an it absolute game changer. Like when you when you have a, an inside pocket that doesn't, uh, like it doesn't interact with the outside pocket on that same side. Like that's fucking magical. It is. Like like when you can put your phone and your Copenhagen on the on the same side and, and they don't touch each other, like it's like holy shit, that's that's amazing. I don't care what the rest of it fits like. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and then you just wear that one until it just literally falls apart. <laughs> because yeah. it's yeah. I, I mean Wyoming traders, you know, like those things don't hold up very well, but their pocket design is Pretty much unmatched. It's pretty much unmatched. I wear through one of them vests. I go through one of them vests at least once a year. Yeah. Once a year, I'm ordering a new one. But Mm. hey, I like the way their pockets are. They fit. They're great. They're awesome. And I mean, why wouldn't you want one? So you know what? I'm going to... My next... My next uh, Wyoming Traders vest, I'm gonna and I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this prediction now. I bet that I can get four years out of out of this after after I make this slight modification before I ever wear it. Is I'll send it to to some leather maker and have them put a leather cover over the pockets. Yes, 
if you did that, they would last forever. I think so because that's that's always what goes wrong. Is like there there might be a button loop or two that breaks, but it's always my right pocket because that's where my rope sits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so it wears out right there, and the pocket never wears out because you get tired of dealing with the goddamn thing. And uh, yeah, and this is uh, I don't I don't know if it, you know for all the non cowboys listening, they're uh, they're they're bored out of their fucking mind. But everybody that works for a living, they know exactly what the fuck we're talking about here. It's uh, so anyway. Yeah. Um, any of you leather makers out there want to build me uh? a set of pocket covers for, for a wool vest. Um, I'll, I'll give you a month of free advertising. I'll do the same. Hit us up. Shit. Yeah. Because uh, I think, I think we may have solved a world problem at, I at think this we just table did. tonight. I yep. mean, it, we're burning daylight and you can't see them from the road and we're solving shit here tonight. Solving problems. Yeah, how the fuck you been, man? It's been a uh, been a couple of weeks since I got to, uh, to talk to you. It's been busy. It's been busy. The feedlot's been freaking chaotic. Um, I just had the fiance down for two weeks, mm-hmm. which was good. She just got hired onto this place, so she went back to Washington today to get uh, get her affairs in order, get set up to get moved out here. So that's cool. Nice. That's awesome. You'll, uh, she waited all winter before she moved up there. And then like when you really needed her to to keep warm. Yeah. I had a dog. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's good for you, but it seems pretty inconsiderate on her part, you know? Right. Right. Come (laughs) when it starts to warm up, not when it's real cold. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I guess better. Better than the better than not at all. So that 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 oh, works exactly. Out. Um, exactly. You've been getting a bunch of this moisture. I mean, we've got a few blizzards here the past few days, but not really. Haven't got any snow really. Um, so like, just, it, Nebraska's getting just butt raped, and you guys are just kind of catching the the edge of it. Yeah, um, Nebraska, Kansas, uh, North and South Dakota are just getting hammered. That's wild. Like, usually you guys are the ones that get hammered up there, right? Yeah, and it's kind of been the opposite for us this year. I mean, we haven't really had any... I mean, we've had a few bad days, but nothing real serious. Um, You know... uh, about a week ago, we had some bad weather roll through for two days, but that was it. Mm. See, um, normally, normally, our feedlots that we send to in Kansas and Nebraska, normally they're asking us for cattle, and we're like, well, we can't send them. Yeah. Because we're shut down due to a blizzard, and it's the opposite way this year. Um, cattle are ready to go in export pens. Testing's been done. We're ready to go. Let's roll. Let's send these trucks. And they're like, no, don't. Like, hmm, that's crazy. See, and it's it's kind of yeah, it, it's weird. It's a it's a flip flop. I mean, we're we're considered high desert here, and I mean, it's sure enough, it's been fucking dry until uh, till about the end of December, and then like, holy shit, we we got hammered, and it just like keeps coming. You're know, like they, it's uh, it's been wet. It just 
you know, and, and we had a we had a spell where it got pretty damn cold, but it also there was only about a week where it didn't get above freezing. Um, and then and then it got you know, it it'd get way way cold at night and then it'd warm up to about forty Fahrenheit, you know, or almost forty Fahrenheit, just enough to where shit would run off. And, you know, we had uh, I mean it's it's just been the ground is fucking saturated and uh and then yeah. we keep getting like we just keep getting moisture. Like every time it starts to dry up and it comes in and dumps like we had a had an inch and a quarter last week. And uh and luckily like it's we've we've started to get a little bit of wind, like and it hasn't been terrible wind, but like just enough to start to dry shit out. God damn, it's been it's been a mess. We uh, we got a manure crew coming in. Just they got six trucks and two loaders just cleaning pins right now. Yeah. Well, we're um, gonna get we're gonna get that way right quick here. Um, I mean, the thaw is only, you know, logistically, the thaw is only two weeks away. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, you're gonna have. Uh, you guys are just gonna t- have what we had but just delayed yeah yeah because yeah and see we we uh we didn't there wasn't very many days where we didn't get above freezing you know it's uh like it, it would be colder and shit but by two o'clock you know it uh it, it would you know it hit 33 34 something like that and and you'd have just enough to and, and you know on a bright you know a sunny day you'd uh you'd get you'd get some pretty heavy runoff and uh, we just had so much freaking moisture at once that uh, like all of our lagoons filled up and, and like our big settling pond was full, but you know, like, and then it just started backing up into the pins and yeah, it's just, it's been a mess. Yeah. Just a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but we, we've had a couple of days here, here the last week that it just like, it was, plum fucking pleasant and you're like yeah it's it's almost here like go it's not here yet but it's it's coming yeah it's on the way mm. yeah how's your how's the cattle health up there i'm really good actually right now um feedlot health's real good cow herds real good everything's everything's falling into place you know we're having a good run right now so that's nice well how's um like you guys, did you guys get a bunch of snow before it froze solid? Not this year. No, we didn't really get very much snow before it froze solid. We got it all after. Okay, so you you didn't have much mud to deal with to freeze. So like you got you got good conditions, I'd say. Yeah, our pens are in real good shape right now. Um, you know, just we're like I say, we're about two weeks two to three weeks to the thaw so right now it's just kind of get as much bedding build the bedding packs up as much as we can right now because once the thaw hits we won't be able to bed anymore yeah yeah so that's yeah it it, it just gets uh yeah I, I, muddy shitty well yeah it just gets muddy and you just can't get into them pens you um no you're like your loader doesn't go anywhere it just they can't no and we don't like we bed with uh we bed with square bales big square bales through a Mm. bale processor and the front wheel assist tractor um 
And once that front wheel assist tractor can't pull itself through a pen, um, we just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why, why run up a pen? Why wreck a pen? Just trying to bed. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, uh, yeah, that's where we've been most of the, most of the winter. And, uh, <clears throat> it, but like I said, we, we got that manure crew running hard and they're, uh, they're making a lot of progress. And then, uh, we're supposed to get some more moisture this weekend, but I don't think it's supposed to be a whole lot. So that that'll help, but it's man, <laughs> it just, it, trying to stay ahead of all that shit. I, I wish it would have froze hard and just stayed frozen because then you can at least ride a horse. But man, when it when it's uh when it's getting up to where it's thawed and they're they're making new you know new ruts and then it it freezes down to you know zero Fahrenheit that like it's a fucking treacherous on a horse. Oh, it is. You'll cripple a horse real quick doing that. Yeah, you're better off just to get a get a foot, you know, and it sucks, but like that that's what you gotta do. Otherwise, I mean, like I said, you'll just you'll ruin a horse. They get sore footed real quick, and if you don't get off them when they're sore footed, they're I mean, they're gonna be crippled. Yeah, and right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been uh like that last time Tommy was on, I was uh I was talking about how I was gonna have a have a Laney Wilson ass by the time uh, this winter's over because it just <laughs> just slopping through the fucking mud and, and shit been a foot since, uh, since December, you know? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going that way real quick here at the feedlot too. So we'll be a foot pretty quick. Um, when, uh, when's your last like real hard freeze up there? Um, I mean, end it. End of March, beginning of April, we'll probably have one last. You know, okay. it'll probably it'll probably freeze every night. Um, it'll freeze the top, um, but once the temperature gets warmed up, it'll freeze the top and underneath. It'll just be like a crust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Like when it freezes, it's just like, like, yeah, just just a little little crust and that's that's yeah yeah like we got a long ways to go till that hits right because the ground still froze but once it starts warming up you know substantially and i mean right now they're predicting for the next two weeks we're only going to be at like minus 10 throughout the day so things are going to start to happen we're going to start to slowly start thawing but um you know come april you'll see the the heat hit and you know, then things are gonna get wet and muddy real quick. Yeah, yeah. Then 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 your your horses uh, they get crippled up in a different way because they they pull a muscle and shit. Yeah, I, I'm thinking this year with the feedlot. Um, once we hit the thaw and everything, horses will kind of be put away because I mean, it'll just turn into feedlot health is so good right now. Um, cattle are established, so we're not treating, we're hardly treating anything. Yeah. So when that thaw hits, um, horses will kind of be put away. At least mine will be anyways, give them a break before cabin time hits. And yeah. I'll just go to using dogs. There you go. That, yeah, see, we, um, 
And it's funny you said that. It's exactly how it was for us this winter. Is uh, like we we had just uh, we had everything just lined out really good. Everything was in like really good shape, and then the then the weather hit. And <laughs> it's funny how weather will uh, like those ones that are just right on the margin. It'll just go ahead and take care of that for you. Like you don't have to you don't have to worry about that little feller making a making a truck. <laughs> He just like Mother Nature says, "Nope, you you ain't making it." Well, you almost want that, right? It's mm-hmm. almost a necessity because uh, I mean, you spend half the winter keeping some of these calves alive, treating them, yep. retreating them over and over. Um, the drugs are the only thing that are keeping these calves alive, and it's you're, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to get onto a truck, so. Just hopefully a real cold snap comes along and just kills yep. you off. That's the best thing that could happen. Yeah, it really is. And and we had we had a, like a pretty rough month, uh, you know, death loss wise in in January. Um, February was not as bad, but it was it was still pretty rough. And then uh, like we're we're getting along a lot better now. But the the hell of it was there wasn't any of those. Uh, cattle that were like missed pulls, like that they, they were just shitters, like that. Yeah, like you said, you're just limping them along because uh, that's the you know humane thing to do is to to give them every chance to live. And you're like, when the first time you you see them off the truck, you're like, that that, that fucker ain't gonna make it. Yeah, but you you gotta you gotta try to make them live because that's you know that that's what we're told we're supposed to do. So. Yeah, but it also comes down to at the end of the day, like he's been a retreat, you know, over three times now. If he's mm-hmm. a retreat over three times, he's never going to make the truck to slaughter mm-hmm. anyhow. So what's the point? You might as well just get the gun out and shoot the fucker. Yeah, exactly. And you save yourself a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of headache because there's always, and they're always the ones that you're like, mm, he looks like he's getting better. Like, yeah, I think yeah. he might make it. And then, then the next day just just fell all to shit. And yeah. Like wow, I, I knew it, I knew it, but like they're a little fucker, give you hope. Yeah. Are you limping along? Limping along? They start to come out of it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're winning. Mm-hmm. We are winning. The day before he's got to get on a truck, he falls falls over and dies, and you're like, yep, prick. Yeah, and then you cut him open, and he's got an abscess this fucking big on his on his lung, and you're like. Why didn't you show that earlier? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goddamn son of a bitch. That thing's been building for a while. Yeah. Why didn't you just die when it was cold out like the rest yeah. of them? Ah, I know it. It's uh it's aggravating. But the funny thing is those animals they don't give two shits about what you think. Fuck off. I'm going to go die yeah. on my terms. Yeah, I will die when I decide to die and they just die at the most inopportune moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like riding my mare when, like, right when I get to go do something, um, that that requires any sort of like attention from her, she'll stop and take a piss. And like, yeah, you fucking bitch, you you couldn't have done that thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that steer, like you know, like the first time you treat him like this motherfucker ain't gonna make it, and then uh, and then he's like, yeah. He he gets up to there about eight hundred pounds, and you're like, oh, oh, maybe maybe he's doing all right. 
Maybe, maybe yeah. he will make a make a steer, and then yeah, and then he's next day, dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like he waited the day before he got had to get on the truck and goes, "No, I'm just gonna die now." Yeah, I know it. It's uh, it, it's a wild world, the 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 feedlot world. You know, like I I, I grew up, you know, outside ranching and. uh and like pretty small scale compared to to a lot of folks, but like I, I saw my share of country and was and, and whatnot. But I've been I've been in the feedlot because it pays better and it's that like that check doesn't bounce. And um, yeah, and so and then I, then I got married and had a kid, uh, and then I was like, well, I, I'm I guess I'm a feedlot man now <laughs> because I, I got a kid to take care of you know like because there there was a a stretch there where i thought about going just anywhere just thousand bucks a month whatever you know just just going and yeah. uh yeah and then the kid came and like mm, no no i guess I, I guess i'm a feedlot guy that's what i know yeah. and uh and it's uh it's a crazy world you can get in those like big corporate yards and they uh they they run through help like uh like me and you run through underwear you know like they just it's crazy the the turnover in some of those big yards. Oh, it is. And uh, and then like it seems you know it's just like the bigger the yard you get like the less like I and I've I've seen some pretty decent big outfits uh you know feedlot wise that you know like hundred thousand head that are fairly clean but like once you get above a certain point like you're you're running on margin so you only got so many pin cleaners and uh man there is some like awful pin conditions like the bigger the yard gets like mm, like it, it it gets like we we had really good pin conditions at the at the beginning of the winter and then um like they're they're pretty awful right now but I was, I was, me and my boss were both talking because we, we both worked in those like, you know, 100,000 head plus yards. And I was like, man, I can't imagine this amount of moisture at, uh, yeah, Grant County feeders because it would be a fucking just death trap everywhere. Oh, it'd be real bad, real quick. Like, uh, you, your death loss would fucking skyrocket. Oh, Oh yeah, overnight, right? You get that moisture, um, just start racking them up. Well, because that that manure just expands to like six times of what it normally is, and whoa, and then it just it's I mean just like a it's like a quicksand almost. Yeah, and it just like that manure will eat anything from the outside in. Yep. Yeah, it it gets uh, it, man, it gets rough, and uh, but I I just I kept thinking I was like, man, it could it could be a whole lot worse. We had to, you know, like I said, our our pen conditions were were in really really good shape coming into that, and and like everything ran off like it was supposed to. It just eventually ran out of room to go and started backing up. Yeah, well, with all that moisture, right, it has to go somewhere. And when you're when your settling ponds are full, it, it's going to go somewhere, right? And it's going to back up into a pen. Yeah, and see, in our settling ponds, like right up against the river, 
so like you can't you know EPA wise you can't you can't let that just go into the river which at this point it wouldn't really fucking matter what the the sediment and the shit that we're dumping in the river at the if we would have like got to put that in context if we would have it never happened but like say we were to cut the berm on that settling pond and just let everything drain off into the river compared to what the rest of the country is putting into the river, like our shit's not going to make a lick of difference, you know? No, not one bit. But you can't do that. It's not allowed to do that. So, um, I, there should be some sort of exemption though. Like, uh, like make a little, uh, make a little gate on your, uh, on your settling pond. Like if you, if you're next to a river, like if you, if you get a ton of moisture like that and a lot of runoff, you should be able to just open that gate and just let it, let it drain into the river because it, there's already like, it's not making a, a dent in what, what's already in the river. And well, it's going to, it'll make your pen condition some more humane. Yeah, that that river when it's like that, it's already dirty, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. already stirring up so much mud and shit. It's already dirty, so what you're gonna dump into it isn't gonna matter. It's gonna be diluted, um, yeah. you know, five miles downstream. Yeah, um, and who knows? Things- like on on our case, we got a uh, hundred thousand acres or so of uh, of BLM, you know, or community pastures, what you guys call it, right? the yeah. like, crown land or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we, we, you know, so it's, and, and it's open, it's all just sagebrush brush desert. And it, it's open to uh, like a lot of people take four wheelers and shit out there. And when that shit runs off, like who the fuck knows what's going in the river? Because I, I've, I've rode my horse out there plenty to, you know, put some miles on them. And there's a ton of just garbage from God knows when. I mean, like from, you know, like you're talking maybe from the 1870s across there, you know, like who the fuck knows what's washing into the river off the desert? What the fuck is a little cow shit going to do? Oh, exactly. But we can't do that. So instead we, we let our, our pen conditions get just like, like we've uh we've shrunk capacity quite a little bit here here lately just so like we can rotate cattle around when when pen conditions get too bad and you're just like man if we could just if we could have just let that initial you know moisture just drain off into the river along with everything else we'd have been so much better off oh yeah like it, it wouldn't have been a like this. This wouldn't have been a, a bad winter at all. You know, like we'd had to we'd have had to clean the drovers alleys, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, you look at a city like um, like out here, like Winnipeg, or uh, a city like New York. Um, how many thousands of gallons is a city like New York pumping into the ocean? Oh yeah, no shit. Um. So what little we'll put into a river, I mean, has it has no effect. Uh, it's it's fucking amazing how how those city folks think. Like they're they always bitch at us about polluting and shit. Um, because they one time drove past a feedlot and and were turned off by the smell, you know. So they're like, Oh, you guys pollute everything. 
And then you drive into one of those big fucking cities and you can just see the smog hanging in there from, from miles out. Yeah. And and then they they all live on top of each other. The, the streets smell like piss. And, you know, and, and then it depends on how liberal the city is. There, there'll be just literal piles of human shit in the, the middle of the street. And you're like, you're, you're, ta- you're going to give me shit about polluting? Fuck off, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And he likes a hamburger from McDonald's just as much as the next person, right? Right. Right. Where do you think that hamburger comes from, asshole? Yeah, I know. It's it's fucking and fucking insane. Like people have got so out of touch with the the food. Like I, I don't want to go back to the the Stone Age by any means. Like I, I like technology. It's it treats me pretty well. I mean, like we oh. we get to, we get to do shit like this, and uh, and it's pretty technology. fucking rad. Yeah, technology is a great thing if used right, but it's a tool, right? Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to a tool. Um, so many people look at technology nowadays as a necessity. We need it. I need it. I need my phone. I need internet. I need this. I need that. Well, you don't fucking need it. It makes life a lot handier, I will admit. Yeah. Um, but you don't need it. No. Well, and it, there's this thing with society, you know, like before society, we were all just hunter gatherers and, and, and kind of nomads. I mean, and, and that, that's just how like all of, all of humankind was before society started. But once society started, it started with like learning how to farm and domesticating animals. And, yeah. and once once that happened, like there became like an understanding that was like, okay, here in the cities, we're gonna build shit, and out there, you're gonna grow our food, and we're gonna we're gonna make shit for you, and you're gonna feed us. And yeah. and there's it's been a you know a touch and go relationship all the time, and, and there's always been like the the tension there, urban versus rural, but there's for the most part been an understanding is like, we'll just leave each other the fuck alone. And now we've got a bunch of fucking idiots trying to tell us how to do our job. And we know it ain't going to work, but they're the ones that have the power. Yeah. But you see, the problem is though, right. Um, you know, even 20 years ago in the city, um, you know, 20 years ago, if you lived in a city, you had a tie to somebody in the ranching community, somebody in the agriculture community, whether um, a farmer or a rancher or whatever you may be, you had a tie to that person. Um, on the weekends, we go to grandpa's farm. We go mm-hmm. see grandpa or whatever. And now it's turned into um, a generational thing, right? Where mom and dad grew up in the city. Their kids grew up in the city and now their kids are growing up in the city. And what, where does your food come from? The grocery store. Dumb shit. It doesn't come from the grocery store. Uh, Well, they don't grow it in the back. And then on the flip side, like we don't have enough of like rural people spending time in the city and then coming back to the rural country, you know, like they're like, so there there's, there's that same disconnect about how our shit gets made. 
as opposed to, you know, like the city folks on how the, how the food gets to their table. And, and then there's just idiots all the way around that like, uh, you know, like they, they want to do away with agriculture. Like most of the, most of the city folks don't know how their food is made, but they, by and large, are like, I, I don't care. Just make sure it's here. Like, just make sure I can buy it. Yeah. Um, but then you get the freaks that are just like, no, you can't do it that way. And yeah. like, and we're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, the way you want us to do it doesn't work. Oh, exactly. It's it's fucking insane. Like they uh, they still want to eat, and then they still expect us to somehow provide food for these people, but at the same time, like completely just fucking us in the ass on how we get to that point. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's technology, right? That's part of the problem, right? That is causing people to be this way. Mm -hmm. Um, you get these, these wing nuts that are that way, they get on Facebook, they get on TikTok, they get on everything and spread their ideas. And, oh, they got a really good point. No, he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, and and then some something like that goes viral because it always does. You know, like PETA is really good at, at making shit like that viral. And, uh, but what they don't know is they, uh, they don't show like they always show some some poor Mexican fella kicking a, a Holstein calf in the head, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they don't show the two hours leading up to that point where he's trying to make this calf suck and doing everything properly, and the calf just wants to fucking die. And his job is to make sure that thing doesn't die, and he finally just loses his shit and kicks him in the head. You know, like we've we've yeah. all fucking been there. And, but oh, they don't yeah. show that. They just show the part where he kicks him in the head. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, and then because of that, <clears throat> all these companies shut everything down. Like, don't, no pictures, no nothing. And then everybody on the outside of that goes like, wait, 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 what are you trying to hide? And we're not trying to hide anything. We're just trying to not get caught with our pants down with uh, videos that are taken way out of context. Yeah. And... Uh, and so then, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people like, hmm, makes sense, but sure seems like you're hiding something, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and when, you when, can't argue with them. No, with people like that, they go, well, you're trying to hide something. Well, asshole, come out and spend a day with me. Yeah. You know, actually come and out here. There, there's a lot of small operators that'll that will be willing to do that, but when you get in the big corporate type, fuck off. You're not no. You you know how those 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 uh tours go is like you show them this, 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 and you don't you don't deviate from this path because uh we don't want any more publicity than than uh necessarily possible. And like I said, we're not we're not really hiding something, but it sure seems like it when you when you just like you know, it's it's like taking a, a tour of North Korea. You're gonna show they're gonna show you that all the stores are just stocked with goods. But it's yeah. only that only that store. <laughs> None of the oh, other exactly. stores got shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what it and that's what it kind of feels like even when I was given those tours, that's what it kind of felt like to me. And I like I we didn't have anything to hide. You know, there there was the railer pin with, with, with uh shitty cattle, which you don't 
necessarily want to show to the to the public but then again maybe the public needs to see that and like hey but also like give an explanation with it be like hey this steer here has been treated six times and uh here here was his weight every single time that he got treated and you can see that he's steadily declining in health and we're trying not to just lose all the money on him we're, we're trying to get him onto the truck next week because that's when he clears his medicine date, and maybe we'll uh, we'll only lose two hundred bucks on him. Oh, exactly. And the thing is, right? Um, you know, people are the same way, right? We put people in old folks' homes. We keep people alive. Mm-hmm. It's no different than a cow, right? Yeah. Um, we try and keep that cow alive for as long as we can. Um, to make a profit offer, that's our end game is a profit. Um, you know, drug companies, um, that's their end game is keeping people alive, right? The longer they can keep somebody alive, the longer they're going to make money off of that individual. Yep. Um, so. Well, and then on the, on the flip side, those, all those drugs that the, the, the drug companies sell, like, as long as they still got a patent on them, they're expensive as shit. <laughs> like they, yeah. they cost a lot of money. So you don't just go dumping Draxon down an animal all willy nilly, um, because that shit costs a lot of money. So like that's there's a reason why we use a, a thermometer and shit in the feedlot. Like you don't you don't just treat everything that comes through the chute. Otherwise, you're uh your closeout's going to look like shit because you spent too much money in medicine. And uh, that's, that's why you, that's why you train your pen riders. That's why you train your hospital crew to, to diagnose and then also make, make a good judgment call as to where, whether an animal actually needs medicine or maybe, maybe they just need us. Like we, we give vitamin C with all of our, our respiratory treatments and maybe they just need a shot of vitamin C which only costs 20 cents as opposed to 20 bucks. Um, And and then more often than not, they don't have to come back through the chute. They they were just kind of feeling a little puny that day and you give them some vitamins that it uh, jump started their immune system and they, and they kicked the bug, you know, like, um, yeah, we, we, we try everything not to give those, those animals antibiotics because that shit costs money. No, exactly. And also, the more you use it, the the more the more resistant the the bacteria becomes too. Like uh, they they get oh. to. And I think we're already seeing that. Um, I don't think, from what I've seen, anyways, and this is just me. Um, from what I've seen from new calves coming in, um, you know, some of these new calves are resistant. Um, you can fill them up with Draxin, and it doesn't mean anything. Draxin is going to do fuck all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's, uh, you know, especially when you get in the corporate type yards because they like, they bid out all their contracts, you know, years ahead of time. So it just depends on who got the, the pharmaceutical contract as to, as to which drug you're going to use. Uh, and like, it, it's a good thing to, to change up your regimen every now and then too, because, all of a sudden, your the your 
your go-to drug is not going to fucking work because uh, all the bacteria in your area is already uh, built up a tolerance to it. So like, it's a good, good thing every couple of years or so to just change up uh, your, your primary, um, you know, antibiotic. Yep. And I think, um, you know, we can still get our hands on it. It's a little tougher. Lots of companies don't want to use it anymore. Um, but Mycotil was awesome. Um, Mycotil I, still... I like, I like Mycotil. It was... it. You know, um, we can get it here on the feedlot. Um, they don't want to. Um, it's kind of one of them deals if you request for it. If I go to the boss and go, I want Mycotil, they'll bring it in for me. But nobody else here at the feedlot can request for Mycotel and they'll just be like, yeah, fuck off. We're not using it. Yeah. Um, but Mycotel was a phenomenal, phenomenal antibiotic. Oh, it really is. And it's, and you gotta, you gotta take all of this with a grain of salt because it is a, a pharmaceutical vendor trying to sell you a product. So they'll claim, it's not nearly as dangerous as it's made out to be. And I think that's part of that's true. But also, I don't trust them when they say you've got to have a full CC to, to have that like cardiac reaction. I don't buy that. I bet it's quite a bit less than that. Because uh, if you've ever veined anything with Mycotil, like they're instantly dead. Yeah, I, I have done that once. Um... You know, I know for a fact, um, just residue on a Mycotil needle, because I stabbed myself once by accident, um, got in a wreck, um, things happened, and caught myself with the Mycotil needle, and, uh, you know, it, it's like a straight shot of adrenaline, you're like, wow, you know. Things inside of me are happening. Like the thumper is fucking moving. It's kind of um, like cocaine, ain't it? You know, it like because uh, you know, I the I've never stabbed myself with a uh, with a Mycotil needle, but I've licked my fingers plenty of times, and my tongue will go numb. Yeah, or um, even you and, get you you get Mycotil on your fingers, and you can taste it. Hmm. Yeah, and, um, and like that taste doesn't go away. That's the alcohol base of it. But um, yeah, but if you can get something on your fingers and instantly taste it, yeah, that shit's fairly potent. Yeah, exactly. So like when they say like that, they claim that you have to have like a cc or more, or a milliliter or more to uh, for it to actually kill you. I don't buy that. I don't buy that <laughs> at all. But I also, I also don't buy the because I know from experience um, that you know, like the the old wives' tale, like if even even a pinprick of it uh, will kill you, like no, it won't. But it'll, uh, like I said, it'll make you feel like you're on cocaine for a minute. It will. Yeah, it. uh, It will, and I I think they did that. You know, um, they started saying that just to make people more aware of it hey this is dangerous um and also 
how much money do you think uh, the people that make Draxon? Uh, I think they're they're. I think Mikeytail is Merc, right? Yeah. And then Draxon would be Zoetis. Uh, how how much money do you think Zoetis uh, spent <laughs> doing ads? Just like, hey, it's it's safer than Mikeytail. Yeah, you won't die. Um, <laughs> and I don't even buy that neither, right? Um, you know, this shit wasn't made for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, like really the only one that that was made that like that really crosses between humans and and cattle is uh is like your penicillin or like I think uh, tetracycline. Um, yeah. does and then uh, ivermectin that's like that's about it yeah um but these other like yeah the other like draxon and um you know um like xnl and exceed and that like all those st- things like they're designed for yeah like i said not humans i i, I mean you shoot yourself up by accident with a little bit of X seed, X now, whatever it is, you're probably going to have a bad day. Yeah. It's going to burn like a son of a bitch. Yeah. It's not going to feel very good. Um, and banamine will make you feel pretty good if you put it in your coffee, but it also just wreck your liver. Yeah. Banamine works too underneath the tongue. If you don't, if you just get like a little bit, put a little bit on your finger and stick it underneath your tongue. Toothache gone. Um, have you dealt with the banamine pour on yet? I have. Just don't wear gloves when you're when you're treating with banamine pour on, and yeah, you get the skin absorption, and like your fingers get kind of hot, and then all of a sudden yep. that that painkiller hits, and then you're just like, oh, yep, let's go. What are we doing today, fellas? Yeah, I'm feeling no pain. Yeah. And uh, like it doesn't lift you up, but all of a sudden you're just like, hmm, shit doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild. Uh, it what is. was the story you were you were gonna tell me earlier? Oh, um, so well, we had this blizzard roll in. My fiance was down, and she's mm-hmm. from she's from Washington State, right? Seattle yeah. on the coast. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, um, I don't keep the cleanest house. Just, you know, I've been living by <laughs> myself all winter. So you can imagine how my house looked. Yeah. Um, it actually really wasn't that bad. There was just a lot of empty bottles and a lot of beer cans. Mm-hmm. So she gets a bright idea. Well, I'm, I'm going to clean your house today. All right, whatever. I'm going to go to work. Okay. So I go to work. And this blizzard rolls in on us at about 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's bad. Um, About three in the afternoon, I get done work, whatever time it was. I get done work. And I mean, it was just one of them days where just get the bare necessities done of the feedlot and get the fuck out of here before we get snowed in. Yeah. So I pull into the yard, get out of my truck, walk into the house. And she's got laundry piled up by the door. What are you doing? <laughs> well, we got to go to town. Because in my house I live in, I don't have a washer and dryer in it yet. I go to town to do my laundry. 
And she goes, we got to go to town. Woman, do you see it outside? Like, it isn't very nice <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to town. I'm going to stay home all day for the rest of the day. No, we're going to town. She says, no, we're going to stay. Well, you know, fiance out on the trip, you know, all right, fine. We'll go to town. So, uh, jump in the pickup, load all this laundry up, head to town. We get to town and she looks at me. And I mean, she's texting her friends and everybody telling her about the great, telling them about the great time she's having and everything. We get to town, she looks at me and she goes, see, that wasn't so bad. Really? <laughs> I, I don't think you're driving it. It's bad enough. Um, the wind, the wind. It's a good thing we're doing laundry because I need to change drawers. Yeah, exactly. The wind's blowing the right way. So when I hit a dro- snow drift, you can't see fuck all. <laughs> so, and I will admit, I didn't have any clean clothes in the house at all. Um, so she starts doing laundry. So, okay, whatever. Doing laundry, we're there now. Get it done all washing the clothes, and now she's drying them. Well, I walk out to the truck for, I can't even remember what I went to the truck for. Went to the truck for something, and when I pulled into town, two blocks away, I could see the elevator, the green elevator. I go out to the truck, and I can't see the elevator anymore. I can't, oh, even, see a blo- I can't even see a block down the road. I walk back into the laundromat and look at her, and I'm like, woman, we're leaving. <laughs> well, the poles aren't dry. I don't care. We are leaving. Right now, like loaded up, we're gone. It's not that bad outside. We are leaving. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going to take the clothes and head back to the house. Um, the only question is, are you getting in the truck and coming? Well, I'm going <laughs> to wait. Wait, she says, till the laundry's done. No, I, I, I'm leaving. Um, the only way you're going to get home is if you're walking, because this truck is leaving with or without you. <laughs> get in the truck get halfway home and she looks at me and she goes oh wow it's bad I'm like, no shit <laughs> oh yeah well, like when <clears throat> you guys are pretty flat where you're at aren't you yeah yeah when when that uh when that snow hits and and the wind whips up like it's it's different down on that on on that flat country. Like you don't you can't see shit. No, and that day um, we had a you know seventy five seventy five mile an hour wind. Oh fuck! So I mean, it was snowing. It was snowing and blowing the snow. So um, it's like yeah, we're we're fucking leaving. Um, I don't want to be stranded on the side of the road. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> You you guys get some weather up there though. Like that that's uh that's that's different country. It, it makes me wonder how the fuck you you bastards ever settled up there like just I don't fucking retards. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, it's uh I I spent a winter in Montana and that was bad enough for me and you know? I like, Mm, it's like it's still not Canada cold. Like yeah. Mont- Montana's about as as cold. Montana and Minnesota is about as cold as it gets in the in the lower forty eight. 
But even then, like it's still not Canada cold. Like it's just no. like mm. no. Yeah. And then she kind of got mad at me. She goes, "Well, you'd go to town just for a box of beer. Um, a box of beer is a lot different than yeah. laundry. I am willing to risk my life for a box of beer and a can of Copenhagen. Okay, <laughs> um, laundry. I'm not so keen on risking my life for." Um, do you, you guys have like the the government owns all the liquor stores up there, right? Yeah. So, like, does every town have one? Uh every town will have a liquor store or a vendor. Oh, okay. Oh, so so, so they they have it's a, like a license, I guess, like just liquor yeah. license or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'd heard that somewhere, like. uh like the big government liquor stores, like it, it's almost like a warehouse is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have, and, uh, you gotta have a license down here, but Nevada is really loose on that. Like you can just walk into the, the convenience store and you know, you can get gas, a 30 pack and a, and a, and a fifth all at, all at the same place. Yeah, that is awesome. When I was down in Washington at uh, my fiance's place, I mean, you can go to the liquor store, or not liquor store, you can go to the gas station, buy your diesel, Mm -hmm. and buy a 24 of beer. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not going to lie. And and Nevada is even cooler than, uh, than Washington. Because, like, literally most of your, like, if not all of your gas stations have not not only have beer but they have hard liquor there too oh a lot of them in washington do too it's funny right because you go in there and you'll buy you'll buy your beer and your fuel and they'll look at you and they go um driving is illegal i guess in washington they have to tell you that you're not allowed to drink and drive I'm like, doesn't that kind of defeat the fucking purpose? (laughs) You're selling fuel and I'm buying a box of beer. I'm probably not going to wait till I get to wherever I'm going before (laughs) I crack a beer. The fuck? The temptation is too much. Besides, if if I put it in bed, it's going to freeze solid. And then I got to wait till the morning to, to drink the damn thing. Yeah, like if you don't want people to drink and drive, don't sell beer or liquor at a gas station. See, and there, here, here I am in Nevada. Like, literally, there's no time time limit. Like, if you if you go to an you know uh, a gas station that's open twenty four seven, you can buy liquor and and beer in that gas station. And and I've done this before, and I've seen it done before. Uh. You know, seven o'clock in the morning, somebody will walk out with a uh, with a thirty pack of beer, and nobody even gives them a second look. It just like it's it's Nevada, you know, because either they're like coming coming from the casinos and they're just continuing the party, or it might be the cowboy that hasn't been to town all month, and he got his business done early. Now he is getting supplies for the road, yeah. and. Uh, and so like nobody like nobody gives you a second look when when you walk out of the, the convenience store with, with booze at you know six, seven o'clock in the morning. Nope. Like nobody even looks at you twice. Yeah. 
It's wild. Like it's uh I love it. It's uh but on the flip side, their DUI laws are pretty pretty fierce. Yeah, our DUI laws out here are nothing now they're nothing to be um, fucked with, right? Yeah. I I hear they don't let people across the border if they've had a DUI. Is that true? Um, I mean, you got to go through a little work. You got to go through a little paperwork, but I mean, they'll still let you across if you fill out the right paperwork and kind of go about it, right? Ah, I see. Well, I've got a DUI and I'd like to go to Canada someday. So that's good to know. I mean, I've had a DUI, right? And they let me across the line. Uh, U.S. doesn't give a shit. Like, you can just come right across the border. I don't think anybody gives two fucks. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I, honestly, um, I'm a Canadian citizen, right? Um, mm-hmm. I've never had a problem crossing the border down into the States. They're just like, yeah, fucking give her. We really don't give a shit. Just go. All right. No, cool. they... It's it's essentially open borders, dude. Like, yeah, um, coming coming home, coming home into Canada. I've had more. I've had a harder time coming back home than I have going somewhere else. You're coming home, and uh, passport. So you hand the guy your passport. What's your business in Canada? Uh, I don't know. Um, geez, I just, I just handed you a Canadian passport. Might mean I fucking live here. <laughs> All of my businesses in Canada, like every bit of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and they just give you the hardest time. Uh, well, why are you? Why are you coming back? Some shit. I fucking live here. I want to go home. Um, See, I well, I wish well, I wish we'd have reasoning? a little bit of that, but mm. yeah. What's your reasoning? Um, shouldn't you be doing this to somebody that's not a Canadian citizen instead of fucking me? Right, like run it through your little computer. Beep boop boop. Oh yeah, that that checks out. This is a Canadian citizen. Let's go. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Have a nice trip. Go home. Just. Assholes on huh? the Mounties are just a bunch of pricks. Our Mounties and um, border services, they're all run by the liberal, go- the liberal government, right? So they're all just mm. fucked. And that's I, uh, the liberal, liberal government and Mr. Fucking Fancy Socks. Uh, that fucking guy. I, uh, I, I did a. I did an episode the other day with my buddy on our politics show, and I was like, honestly, like, is that they're they're really trying to get us to war uh, to war in Ukraine? I'm just like, can can we just invade Canada because we don't have to take over Western Canada? Like, Western Canada will just join us. And I was like, Lindsey Graham, who's this little gay dude from South Carolina, he's a senator, um, but. He's always pushing for a war, but that motherfucker knows he's never going to have to fight it either. But he, he's yeah. he's he's also just gay as shit and won't admit it. Like I have nothing, I have no problem with him being gay. I just like I want you to admit it, like because like just stop pretending that you're not. Like it's it's yeah. obvious obvious that he's gay. So like here we go, we invade Canada and then let 
Lindsey Graham fucked Trudeau to death in the street. Just rape him to death in the streets of Ottawa. And then no, I didn't yeah. see that. And then yeah, we'll just annex Canada, and then you don't have to worry about the fucking Brits anymore. Yeah, I mean, you take Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and we'll join. Um, there we go. That's, I, that's the, what I was saying too. Like it probably BC as well, right? Yeah, I mean. They're kind of a fucking gray area. Except for Vancouver, like the rest of BC will join. Yeah, we don't want fucking Vancouver. <laughs> you can give it to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle can have that shithole. <laughs> That's how we feel about Las Vegas here in Nevada. It's like California can have Vegas and we'll, like, we don't want them. But that's where everybody lives in Nevada. Like 75% of the, the state population lives in Vegas. Yeah. Fucking. Well, the, the the stupid fucking thing is now um across I believe it's across Canada. Um I don't think it's just a BC thing. I think it's just um it's across Canada. Uh, it could be a BC thing. But um now you're allowed to have under so many ounces or so many grams or whatever the fuck it is of heroin, cocaine, like drugs are legal. Yeah. Huh. I they they did that in Oregon too. Um I'm not opposed to that, but also they they also like have a it's like you have such a big welfare system too. And oh, our hmm. welfare system here in Canada is like it's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. Um, yes. So, so then you just like incentivize people to become drug addicts. Oh, exactly. That's all it's doing. You're just enabling it. You're just allowing it to happen. Um, like, you'll have a lot less drug addicts when they don't have that lifeline. You know, like if they if they don't if they have to actually go make money, they don't do as much heroin. Well, and and the thing is with it out here too now. Um, the criminals have all the rights. Yeah. Um, you really, you really can't punish a criminal anymore. Um, there was a guy in Ontario, um, three people broke into his house and he shot one of them dead. And now this guy is up for murder charges. Um, excuse me. Yeah. You, 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 you broke into a law abiding citizen's house that got his gun the right way he did everything he needed to do everything the government told him he needed to own these guns he did Mm -hmm. he's a law-abiding citizen (coughs) three guys break into his his house and he's taking care of his mom um they kicked in the front door so obviously their intentions aren't very good and he shot the one of them motherfucker you just fucked around and found out yeah but now they're charging that guy. Yeah. Yeah, see, same thing down in Arizona. This guy, rancher, he, he ranches right on the border, and it's a high, like, illegal immigrant. I, I don't know why, why you fuckers aren't trying to cross the border into, into the U.S. Like, it must just be, I guess, decent enough in Canada where you don't, you don't have to try it. But um. Anyway, like this is a high traffic area for for illegals coming over the southern border, and he he found a bunch of guys are you know 
a bunch of people on his property and uh he hollered at them and they they hollered back and he he like shot over their head or he thought he did anyways but he ended up, ended up hitting one of them killed him but they're charging the motherfucker for murder and like well they're in the country illegally and they're on his property like goddamn well, man like what what the fuck? And the guy that he killed had been deported like five fucking times. Yeah, that should be pretty cut and dry. Fuck around and find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And but instead, uh, he'll probably he'll probably win. I mean, <clears throat> I I don't see that he'll uh, he'll get convicted. But still, he has to go through that whole fucking court process. Uh, you know, pay his lawyers and whatnot. Uh, have his ri- life fucking ruined. Um. Because somebody trespassed on his property. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it, it's fucking wild, and yeah, and and if that had been a that the hell of it is, if that had been like a, a white meth head, like nobody would have said a goddamn thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Oh, it is. It is. Fucking. I'll be right back. Uh, let's uh yeah, I was gonna say I gotta take a leak and uh yeah. we'll end that for the main podcast. We'll come back for Patreon. So sounds good, I'll be right back. All right. Move your ass, we're burning daylight. Sir.